You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. If you've ever built a brand guide for your church and watched ministry leaders completely ignore it, (laughs) they just disregard everything that you've invested. I want to have a conversation about that today. I've been down that road and it's incredibly frustrating. It's one of those things that actually feels a little bit like a personal attack, like people are questioning your capacity to lead brand strategy in the organization. I want to encourage you on one hand because I want to tell you that that's very likely not the case. It's very rare that an organization like a church will have somebody in it that just completely doubts your capacity. More common is actually that they don't understand the point. They don't understand the value of what you're trying to bring to the table by governing the brand communication and building a brand strategy for them. I want to talk about that today. Not how to build a better brand strategy, because the one you have is probably fine. You've done research, you've invested, you've looked around at other resources. Fantastic. I want to talk about how to talk about it. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to help accomplish in your ministry is that your team is healthy. And this is one of those really catalytic moments where a root of bitterness can begin growing in us if we're not careful. So rather than focusing on the actual strategy, I want to elevate some of the talking points that have been very helpful for me when it comes to unpacking why a brand strategy is helpful in your church. Now, when this typically comes up, it comes up in the midst of a frustrating situation. In the recent parable video tied to this podcast episode, there's the conversation between a creative director and the boss. And ultimately, the creative director is just super frustrated. I can't believe these people aren't listening to me. Well, I get it. They're not listening to you, but just stewing in your angst isn't going to help anything. In fact, it's going to hurt everything. It's going to damage your relationship over time because that angst eventually will take root and it will, it'll color every facet of the relationship that you have with that ministry leader and then potentially others. So instead of just being frustrated, the advice of the boss in this uh, conversation is to go talk about it, go have a conversation. How do we begin being proactive about guarding the relationships that we have with the ministry leaders that we serve? The first thing that I like to elevate here is that an effective brand strategy actually helps people navigate your organization. I look at it a lot like wayfinding signage. Have you ever walked into a restaurant or a a new church even, you're visiting somewhere for the first time? You just don't have any idea where you're supposed to go. In some cases, you may be looking for something specific. Where do I order? In other cases, you're just sort of trying to figure out what even the options are. We were on vacation recently and we went to an ice cream place. We wanted to try it out. We were very excited about it. We walk into the lobby. We have no more than probably 10 feet in the whole sort of width of the building. And we're sitting around looking at this place and we don't know what to do. We're looking at the menu. There's some options. We have an idea of where we should start. So I start asking the person who is the most friendly and who is looking right at me with kind of an eagerness to say, how can I help you? And I start saying, hey, I'd like to get, and then somebody off to the right (laughs) starts kind of snapping at me. You order over here, not over there. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how in the world am I supposed to know that? It set up the whole experience to be really frustrating. So then what happened? I already have a colored view of the interaction and of the entire experience. So when I get my ice cream, I lamented how much money it was and what an awkward experience it was. And I'll never go back. That set the stage for the entire experience, that one interaction. 
And so when we deviate from our brand strategy, what we're actually doing is we're potentially making it really complicated for people to understand what our organization is even about. And so this filters through a lot of different things and your brand strategy will need to solve that within the context of your own ministry. But as you're talking to ministry leaders, what you're basically trying to let them know is that approaching their communication in a way that's standard with everyone else on the team, it's going to help those who are listening understand what to do with that information. A very practical expression of this, make all of your call to actions the same. Go to the website for this. Go to the website for this. Go to the website for this. Or if you don't want them to go to the website, go to the app. Go to the app. Go to the app. Or if you don't have an app or you don't like apps, go to the welcome table on the back. Go to the welcome table on the back. You want to continually reiterate the same entry point for everything, the same call to action for everything. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to eliminate variables for people. When you do that, you're going to help them navigate the organization more effectively. If this is a conversation that's complicated to have verbally, I'd recommend going to a place that you think has particularly bad signage or is a particularly complicated place to order. You know, there's these kind of hole in the wall places that I used to go to all the time in Southern California. They have probably 80 things on their menu. You can get a Greek gyro, a hamburger, a breakfast, or like a shrimp plate. And I always thought to myself, I don't understand why, why they have all these different things. That's what you're hoping to avoid when you're communicating to people who are either inside or outside your organization. Another footnote here on this point, this benefits those who are inside and those who are outside your organization. This isn't like a seeker mindset, only the outside people get to understand things well. This benefits everyone. The second thing that I found to be a very helpful talking point is standardization is actually part of educating ministry leaders on the most impactful way to talk about their ministries. I can't tell you the number of times I have watched a ministry leader focus exclusively on logistics when it comes to presenting their information. We're looking for volunteers in kids' ministry. We have seven different classrooms. You show up 30 minutes early. The kids really like hanging out with you. It's gonna be a fun time. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just not compelled at all. If anything, getting up early sounds worse to me than not getting up early. So you've kind of led with the least helpful and least compelling information. But why do I do this? Why does this matter at all? That's what you need to be helping ministry leaders understand. You have to share the information, not that's most relevant to you. For the ministry leader, they care about when it is. They care about that because they've been having that conversation with your facilities team or scheduling the rooms at the right time to make sure there's no overlap or making sure that they have coverage for their own kids, you know, a babysitter so that they can have this event or making sure that the conversation between them and their spouse, who's going to watch the kids on this night because I have this thing. That's where their mind is. Their mind is almost exclusively on logistics. Anybody sitting in the auditorium or considering attending your event for the first time, logistics will eventually become a filter. They're going to have to look at their schedule, but that's not going to motivate anybody to go. No one's sitting there with their day planner open in the congregation on a Sunday morning saying, well, look at that. I have an open slot right when that opportunity is. I better fill it in. That's not how anybody makes decisions. And so as you're having this conversation about why we should align under a brand strategy, you also want to elevate. We want to make sure that we're communicating the most meaningful way possible to those who are listening. Again, when you do that, it's going to benefit your ministry. 
you're going to see more people understand why they should participate in what they're being asked to participate in. And that all happens because we're establishing a priority of what's important and how we communicate. One of the things for me, just a very practical example, when I built a strategy like this for my church, one of the things I emphasized is that accuracy is more important than speed. This was a brand value for me. I wanted anybody who interacted with our organization to get the correct information. Somebody messages and says, hey, I don't know when this event is. I've forgotten when it starts. Is it at 2.30? And I'll think to myself, well, there feels like there's a sense of urgency here. I gotta get back to them right away, but I don't know what the right answer is. What do I do? I wait, <laughs> that, according to the brand standards. I call the ministry leader. Hey, um, oh, nobody's there. Okay, I message the receptionist. Hey, any chance you know when this event happens? The person who's asking thinks it's 2.30, but I don't know. I don't know that information either. Okay, so then I email the ministry leader and I say, hey, Somebody's asking about when the event start time is. I'm not sure. Let me know as soon as possible. Then hop back on Facebook. Hey, I've reached out to the ministry leader. I want to confirm the information for you, but I want to make sure I get it right. I'll send it to you as soon as I can. That is a value for me, accuracy over speed. So what you're doing here is you're talking to the ministry leader and you're unpacking the nuts and bolts of your strategy. You're giving them reasons as to why this is beneficial for their ministry. In this case, if I quickly affirm the wrong time, they're gonna show up at the wrong time and they're gonna be frustrated and that's not the best. The next thing that a brand strategy does is it helps clarify the next step. We've talked a little bit about the interface, how those who are in your church or even those who are outside your church, having clarity and consistency helps them know how to navigate your organization. That's fantastic and very important. But once they connect with your organization, that doesn't mean that the next step is clear. When you communicate in a consistent and in a clear way, according to the brand standards that you've developed, clarifying that next step is a very high priority. The uniformity of the way that you communicate makes that clear to people. It helps them understand, oh, this is the next thing that I should do when it comes to an event. Usually when we talk about events, we think of them in a silo. We think this women's retreat, this is the thing. Okay, but what about the next thing? <laughs> What's the next best step? Is a retreat the right step for me? One of the things that was really powerful language for us, we got away from the language of, you need to come to this men's retreat because it's hypey and it's super exciting. We're gonna run up a hill and it's gonna be crazy and you should be there. And instead we said, are there any men in your life that you have been wanting to invite to church and either they've said no, or you know that they're not interested in attending, but you'd love to have them be surrounded by other godly men as they pursue Christ as a group of, of men. Like, do you know anybody like that? Well, all of a sudden now, it helped me understand that maybe my next step wasn't to go to men's retreat because it was this cool event where I could like pretend I was still in high school shape and, <laughs> and try to do all these crazy sports. But maybe instead, this is actually a step of obedience for me and an opportunity to talk about Christ with somebody in my life that I haven't really felt like I've had a good opportunity to talk with. It clarifies what the next step is. That all starts back at the way that you talk about your events, and that's defined by your brand strategy. So as you're talking to a ministry leader, share examples of how the shift that you're asking them to make will eventually lead 
to a clear understanding of people in your congregation's next step. A lot of times what we're doing is actually making it a lot more complicated because every time you interact with us, we communicate in a totally different way. Finally, an effective brand strategy actually elevates the reputation of the church. This is a really important piece to talk through with your ministry leaders. What I have seen over the years is that it's easy for ministry leaders to begin feeling competitive with other ministries within the organization uh, or with other things that are outside the organization, but there's this streak of competition that comes up. I actually think that's extremely unhealthy and dangerous for the church because it shifts our focus from what we are supposed to be doing, equipping the saints, and instead it shifts it to, I need to integrate all of the practices that will yield the most fruit or yield the most numbers, really, if I'm, if I'm being honest here, that's kind of the pursuit. And so one of the things that you have to be very careful about is focusing exclusively on the department or on the area of the organization that you've been tasked with. So the encouragement here and a little bit of the challenge here is that we want to be unified as an organization. So what that means is that if something's going really well in a department that is not my department, I'm going to be really thankful for that, appreciative for that, and I'm going to celebrate that. That's what a unified brand strategy actually encourages. Several years ago, I went through a brand redesign for the organization that I was serving. We were what's called a house of brands, meaning we had a ton of different logos. Our kids team had a logo. Our kids serve team had their own logo, et cetera. I mean, it was all over the place. We instead moved to a branded house where the overarching church logo became essentially the brand for everyone. I'm going to include a link to that in the description so you can check it out if you're interested in kind of digging deeper on that. But the value behind that transition was that I was trying to limit how many places there could be a win in the organization that was exclusively theirs. When you have your own logo for a department, it actually sets up the opportunity for your department to have a win that belongs only to you. Unless leadership is very proactive about mining those and celebrating them at a church-wide level. So what I really liked about this brand transition is that it removed the opportunity for these ministries to actually affiliate with anything outside of the overarching brand of the organization. Now you may be saying, I don't understand. Why does that matter so much? That builds the reputation of the church because the reality is that a kid's ministry win doesn't move with you to junior high if you're so siloed in your brand approach or your, your view of these different ministries when really the whole church should be benefiting from those experiences. What that does over time is that means that you're much more willing to trust the junior high environment. It means you're much more willing to trust the senior high environment. It means that a young adult ministry is going to be, yeah, we should try that. That's probably going to be a good fit for this, you know, for my son. It's going to be a good fit for him to try that out or a college ministry. Or then when small groups come around, what's happening is the value that's being added in our experience in kids ministry isn't stuck in kids ministry. The point here is that the effectiveness of one ministry benefits all ministries. When we're really focused on creating our own little island or our own little vein within the organization, we're separating ourselves from what the overarching ministry of the church is. Yes, your ministry is an expression of it, but it can't be holistic ministry for the church. Yes, you should focus only on your ministry. (laughs) You shouldn't go around and start talking to other ministry leaders about how they're so wrong in their approach. Focus on the thing that you've been assigned, absolutely. But don't focus on becoming so known for that one thing or for building a ministry that's incompatible with the rest of the team. You're still participating in a much larger ministry. 
and a brand strategy conversation in that direction oftentimes is helpful for ministry leaders to begin to understand the bigger picture of what they're contributing to as a ministry leader. At the end of the day, these conversations can be hard and they can be stressful, but I would encourage you to lean into these conversations because if you don't, you're gonna begin creating new narratives in your mind about the tension and the toxicity and the problems in these relationships. And oftentimes, those things actually aren't even there. But when you believe them long enough, they're gonna feel so real that it's gonna lead you to a place of potential burnout or of leaving the organization and being bitter about your time there. That's just not the way that the vast majority of ministry leaders are functioning. And full disclosure here, if you do encounter a situation where a ministry leader is functioning in that unhealthy of a way, you need to bring leadership into the conversation. That type of behavior is just not in alignment with what God's word has to say about those who are serving in ministry. It just isn't. And so if you do discover that through one of these hard conversations, then that's the beginning of a conversation with leadership where these things need to get elevated. Because ultimately, that type of behavior is going to surface itself, whether it's in your specific interactions or somewhere else. And that's not going to benefit the church anywhere. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.